Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am so worked up about today's show, and I hope you will be, too. Today, we're going to be talking about custody issues and what to expect. We'll be, having, we'll be joined by my guest, Joe Jones of the Men's Advocate East. And uh, you can find him on Facebook. That's the Men's Advocate East. By the way, no relationship to my company, but he's a great guy. He's been through the trenches, and he has a lot of interesting stories to tell. Before we uh, get in on that topic, um, if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about Asian girls. That's right. Things you must know to date her. So we were talking about things that are important to an Asian girl and her family. And yes, if you date her, you might as well be dating the parents too because the parents will go through no end ends to reject you. Uh, she's going to be talking about her shoes, the weird foods that she likes, spicy foods, what fascinates her. Uh, how is she so superstitious? You're going to have to get along with all those issues. And please do not butcher her name. If she has a foreign name, learn the correct spelling of it, learn the correct pronunciation of it, and this and other tips that will help you win her over. Okay, let's see if uh, Joe is there. Uh, Joe, are you there? Oh, perfect. And Brett, are you there? Okay, awesome. Okay, I think we have our tech issues solved now. All right, so um, if you happen to have missed last week's show, so easy to find. All you have to do is download my free mobile app. Uh, Just go on Google, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and you can find it on uh, Google Play as well as the iTunes Store. You can listen to any and all of my archive shows and you can listen live, and you can even call with a one-touch button from the Listen Live area. So make that happen. If you haven't downloaded the mobile app, we are also available on iTunes. Um, I'm sorry, on TuneIn as well as SoundCloud. All right, so let's talk about today's subject. Let's uh, circle back in, and we're going to be talking about custody issues. What to expect? Do you have a hearing? Are you going before a judge? Are you going before a court? Or maybe it's just the court administrator um, in your state that is handling these issues. So we're joined by my guest, Joe Jones, and he's going to talk about some of his experiences and what are some of the pitfalls that you can avoid. And, you know, I think these are very important subjects to be apprised of before you get there so you're not caught off guard, you're not caught in shock, and you can do the right thing for your kid or children. Welcome, Joe, to the program. Thanks for being here. Hi, Linda. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. So did you recently undergo custody hearings, or is this uh, been a little bit of a journey for you? No, it's it's been, eight, it's been eight years since I've almost eight years since I've been divorced and, uh, um, you know, we, we had a pretty much one, one main hearing as far as the custody issues, but then, you know, child support became a whole different issue, especially from a male standpoint anyway. Yeah. My experience basically, like I said, I divorced and I had custody of my three children and, of course, a sole provider of the household. And I'm standing there looking at a 15-year-old son and eight- and ten-year-old girls and trying to figure out how I'm going to get all this accomplished. Well, anyway, my uh, concern and what I've discussed with you, especially dealing with child support office and and uh, it seems like, you know, story of my life, twice the effort and half the result, you know. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and in filing for child support became very difficult and it was a struggle for me 
and walking into the child support office, I was faced with someone who had a predetermined bias or disposition on how she was going to treat men. And she had evidence basically all over her cubicle exactly, you know, what her intention was. Right. You mean that the administrator that's going to hear your case? Yeah, well, the that does yeah. your paperwork, they take your paperwork at the desk. And, you know, to my shock, initially walking in, I had all of my documentation. I had my divorce paperwork with the judge's signature, my ex-wife's signature, my signature, <clears throat> handed it to her. And her first question to me was, do you think she can afford this? Wow. Yeah. Not what you would expect to hear. No, that's that's a little bit of a shocker. Okay. Yes. And and I said, I I'm not sure what, what you mean by this. And uh I said that's that's irrelevant. Um you know, we have three children together, we're divorced, and according to my attorney, this was the date that I'm supposed to start filing for child support. So anyway, the the con conversation continued, and I could see that, uh, you know, I was just fiercely being discriminated against. That that she said, "Well, this is a private agreement. You need to go to the county. You got divorced, and blah blah blah." This excuse after excuse, and and I got frustrated. I just I grabbed my divorce paperwork from her. I said, "Really, your intention is just to not help me," and I can see that. So. <clears throat> As I just explained it to you, because my intention was to go to my attorney. I mean, I had a serious problem with this. And instead, of, before I could go to an attorney, and this is just the way things turn out, I had a discussion with a couple coworkers and friends of mine and, and people that were either divorced or new people. And, I, you know, I wanted to get different opinions. Like, you know, have you ever experienced this? Have you ever been treated this way? So... There was an older gentleman on my job at the time. He was semi-retired. He'd work maybe three, four days a week. And I just walked up to him one day. I said, man, let me tell you about my experience at the, the child support office. And I told him the story just like I told you. And he says, he says, you know, he says, uh, he says, is this uh, county attorney's name such and such? And he gave me the name, and I don't remember right now. I said, yeah, that was the name that was stenciled on the door. He says, you know, he says, I grew up with him, and I go to his farm every weekend. He says, let me make a call and get back to you. And I said, okay, that sounds good. So, you know, before I go and see my attorney, I said, well, you know, I'll see what this, this gentleman's going to come back with. Well, anyway, the next day he came to me, and he says, this is the account, county attorney's personal cell phone number. I talked to him, and he wants you to call him and tell him exactly what you told me. So I did. Mm -hmm. Well, he was absolutely livid. And he says, I need you to stay by the phone, and within the next few minutes, we're going to call you to get you back into the office. So I got a call a couple minutes later. It was a lady on the phone, and I gave her my information. And she, you know, we agreed to a date. And I said, well, okay, that's fine. I'll bring my information back in. Well, I went back in, and, and they, that time they didn't take me to a cubicle. And the cubicle where all this woman's belongings and everything was before was completely cleaned out. Oh, wow. So I don't know what action they took. I just know all of her stuff was gone. Wow. And... She said, you know, you're right. She says, all your paperwork's here is in order. You, you have custody of your children, and you are entitled to file for child support. So I got, and even though I went through all that to get it filed and got the paperwork filed and did all the paperwork, everything, waited, it, waited for it to go to the state that my ex-wife resided in, and then it had to go through their courts. Well, I got paperwork back from that state saying that, well, currently she is physically unable to work, therefore we're not going to order a child support amount, which basically she's claiming to be disabled, which regardless disabled or not, you're not doing, because the woman that 
blew me off and, and delayed this initially. Mm-hmm. My children. And then what that state's court did also goes against my children because if you're disabled, you should you should have to prove it in the courts. And I believe that every state has a worksheet where they look at your income and they make they come up with a mathematical formula that this amount for what you're making, this amount should go to your children. So if you're getting disability, I believe that the state would be in their rights to take a certain portion of that and disperse it to their children. So it's it's still a continuing battle today. I still have my actual divorce attorney, which as you and I have talked, you know, I'm getting remarried in, in June and uh, he's working on my prenuptial agreement. Well, he's also working on still trying to get this child support enforcement done. And I just, I just, I don't know. I feel like it was discrimination initially. And I feel like it was also discrimination later on from that cart just to say, well, she's not working at this time. Is that the way you would treat a man in that position? Right. That's, that's seriously jumping to conclusions and uh, <laughs> pre uh, prejudging you before they've had a chance to, you know, confirm or deny what what the what the situation is i think in her situation just because she says she's not able to work i agree with you the state should make her prove that i mean if she is uh gaining uh, disability checks then they should make her prove that she is doing that that it's just not her word saying i can't work now you know what i mean Oh, absolutely. She should have she... to prove that she's getting those checks. In other, in order to get those checks, I'm sure she had to go through a few hoops to be even in that status. Now, whether or not those those disability checks can be garnished in some way, I don't know. That's an, that's a question for your attorney. It might be something like a you know like a social security benefit or something like that, where you're not able, a third party is not able to have access to those funds. Yeah, I, I just, I'm just wondering why it appears that, and and don't get me wrong, there's, there's great single mothers out there just as there are fathers. But I feel that the court system and, you know, the social workers and everything, I feel there's a bias, and I definitely experienced it. And I was just short of going to an attorney and, and before the issue was resolved, just simply trying to get the paperwork filed. Mm-hmm. I, I believe there's there's a bias in this country, and and I believe you know with what we're hearing today, you know, male privilege, and you know, I'm I'm still waiting for that to kick in, and and so far it's been nothing but a battle <laughs> for me. They're getting even with you after uh, decades or centuries of having it be the other way. I think that's what they're thinking. It's oh, well, so funny that it these. Years. It's so funny that these feminist groups, you know, they want to bring in and have you have men be an ally to their cause, only to, you know, dump on you and uh, you know kick you to the curb, so to so to speak. It's just it's just hilarious. Like it's not really hilarious, but. You know, it's twisted thinking that they want these droves of men to support this feminist movement, yet they're doing everything in their power to push men away and make them en- enemies. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know, I could never, I could never support a cause where we're not fair to both parties. I just, I, I can't do it. And I, and I, and even though, Everyone has to work. Everyone has to struggle. I think women in the Western world have it probably better than anywhere else. I, yeah. I just I believe that, and and um, just to be screaming, you know, male privilege and this and that. Well, I've had I've had a lot of years of suffering. Even years I was married sixteen years before I was divorced, and and you know a lot of those years were the person working. And it, it's, it was nothing but a struggle. And then after the marriage ended, I mean, you know, through other contacts and people I know, I mean, she's been able to jump on somebody else's shirt tail and just, you know, ride a gravy train while I'm here, you know, raising these kids. And every time I try to get just what by rights legally that she owes them, it's not it's not happening. It's yeah. not happening. And people disregard it 
like, hey, big deal, man. It's just, you know, you're squeezing blood out of a turnip, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I just don't think it's right. I agree with you. And I and I also think that you cannot really have a liberation of of one gender or one sex to the detriment of the other. I mean, if everyone if if those people think that they're oppressed and they've been left behind, you have to elevate both sexes to make this work. I mean, we live in one world. We still have to get, you know, live together, so to speak. So the way they're going about um, treating men these days. In fact, that's why both of us are men's advocates because we know the severe injustices that men go through, and it's just not right. Um, yeah, I'm here to fight fight for it, and I know you are there to fight for it, and I I really hate it. And it's it's not an assumption. Uh, what you're experiencing is very real, and I, I wish it were an isolated incident, but it's not. It's very widespread, just as the father may have uh, discrimination going against him in the child custody hearing. You know, there are young men who are in college that are discriminated against, too. Um, There's a whole big rape culture going on, you know, at the university level against men that, you know, at the drop of a hat, these women are claiming that they were raped when nothing of of the sort happened. So... Oh, gosh, there's so many things that we have to look out for. So we need to take a quick break. If you've just joined us, uh, call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. Today you're joined by my guest, Joe Jones of the Men's Advocate East, and you can find him on Facebook and all his related uh, websites. And um, you will, uh, today we're talking about custody issues and what to expect. So if you have a, a call with regard to this topic, if you have questions for my guest, Joe, please phone in. And again, that number is 951 922 3532. We'll catch you right back after the break. We'll talk a little bit more about the discrimination and how you can protect yourself. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking today about custody issues and what to expect. You're joined by my guest today, Joe Jones, and we'd love for you to call in on this topic with a question or a comment, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. I think when you're going into um, a meeting or a hearing, custody hearing, probably the most important word is 
expectation. So expectation along with preparation. So if you don't know what to expect in that meeting, you need to call your friends, you need to call your attorney, you need to look it up online, you need to have a good handle of what is this meeting going to look like before you even get there. I know when you're in the meeting itself, just like Joe had experience with regard to discrimination, it's really easy to fly off the handle. But you know what? At the end of the day, this person sitting across from you at the desk has got to sign your paperwork. So you can't really afford to tick them off too much because you're not going to get your um, agreement signed. It's, it's really crazy. So keep a level head. Stick to the facts. I like the fact that, that Joe, that you said, you don't seem like you're here to help me. Um, I think that was a good approach as well um, to kind of come from a place of, you know, how you're doing, you, the parent, are doing rather than the administrator. Um, I also think that the person who is most prepared on a certain issue is usually the one that's going to win that issue. Um, I, one area that I see parents, uh, you know, overlook is they let the courts or they let the administrator decide on what sort of parenting schedule works best for you. Um, you know, that, that administrator might say, okay, uh, every other week and then no visitation during the week. You know, that might work for a 15 or 16-year-old, but for a kid that's five, six, seven years old, going a full week is an eternity without seeing the other parent. So nail down exactly what you would like to see in a custody uh, agreement and what you think is fair. It might be that you have X amount of days on and X amount of days off, but based on a calendar year, you might miss that special day or the special holiday for several years because of the way the calendar works. So you want to spell it out. Like if, if you think it's, if, if, 4th of July if the 4th of July holiday is a big deal to you and you have a big barbecue every year with all your friends, uh, you want to spell out in the agreement that you get every other 4th of July Otherwise, if you leave it to the calendar and you leave that phrasing off, it might be four or five years before you see the kid on 4th of July again just because of how the calendar falls. So don't take anything for granted. You've really got to do your homework. You've, you've you know, like I say, call your friends, get a copy of their schedules and pick and choose what you like about their schedules and customize it for yourself and be prepared, you know, before you go in. And if there's any uh, co corroborating information or documentation that you need to bring in as to why you want the schedule that you want, that's helpful too. So, like I say, the more prepared you are, you know, make it easy for the opposite person across that desk to say yes. Joe, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. Did you have issues with regard to the schedule itself? Well, that, that's the thing. My, I've had, and I, I got to say, I am blessed because my kids have lived with me full time. They have not seen their mother since that custody hearing in 2010. Mm. So, thank, thank God that she. I, I am, I am lucky. You know, sometimes you got to count your blessings. And yeah. she, she moved out of state. And she has decided on her own to alienate herself away from these kids. It's strictly her decision. So, yeah. But as a matter of fact, I'm glad you mentioned that because the state that I live in just passed in a 50-50 custody uh, law. Where mm. and, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, if you're going to do that, you really need to bring in the psychologist because, you know, one parent or the other, man or woman, you know, could really be damaging the children. And I think that's a dangerous ground to just say automatically 50-50 custody. I mean, it really. So uh, thank God my kids are almost, my daughters are almost grown and my son's already grown because I wouldn't want to deal with that nonsense. But, uh, yeah, I see a lot of battles coming up. And then, like you also said, expectations and being prepared. And I'm going to give away a lot that I would give away in counseling here that, especially when you're still going through divorce court and you're fighting for custody, 
you you know and it it goes right back to a bias here where you know she basically stood up and said i'm the mother they should go with me and i said well i'm the father i want custody and they said well why do you want custody what are you going to do about this what are you going to do about that what are you going to do about this i'm like well wait a minute she's not answering these questions she's just saying i'm the mother and they should go with me and i i just but i had to answer it like you know i've made sure that there's daycare available I made sure I switched from night shift to day shift on my job so I could be at home with them. You know, there was a lot of things that I had to come up with that she wasn't required to come up with. And then they started asking questions about school teachers, dentists, doctors, who, you know, how are you going to get them to. And if you don't have the answers and you're not prepared, it's going to work against you in the courtroom. You have to be prepared with that information. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, like thing, things such as uh, health care or what school or what religion, those are all like loaded questions. So, again, it's going to be really hard to get on the same page with your ex. I mean, everybody thinks that people get along, but actually the divorces that are the messiest are also going to have messy child custody <laughs> Um, you know, agreements or disagreements, I should say. So just be prepared that the S is going to hit the fan. And so you sort of have to, like, work backwards that if it does hit the fan, be prepared with this information or that documentation or whatever it is that can best serve your case. So, um, yeah. Another area that I wanted to talk about is that parents often make a decision based on the X rather than the best interests of the child. So it's really easy to let your emotions get the better of you and maybe you want to get even with your ex or whatever the story is. But that's not what you're there to do, and that's not serving you as a parent. You have to think of the overall what's best what's in the best interest of my child and go from that place and disconnect yourself <laughs> from from the ex. Um, you know, this is not a time or a place to be uh, vindictive or hostile or, or distancing to your ex, you know. You, you just have to do what's best for the kid. And I, I know that's easier said than done, but just always keep that in the forefront. And if you're unsure about what the decision is, say say to yourself, how is my decision going to affect my kid if I ask for this certain issue or this certain topic in the hearing? Yes. Another thing that, uh, that, that comes up a lot is what happens if there's a child custody dispute? And it turns out that disputes can be resolved in one or two ways. So it can either be resolved by agreement among the two parties, um, which I don't really see happening because if they weren't fighting that strongly, they, they would be in agreement already. Or the other way is the judge is going to have to decide when the two parents adamantly cannot agree on the subject. Um Statistically, it's saying uh, from this article that 9 out of 10 people agree on what it is they're going to do with their children. I don't believe that statistic for a second. I mean, if everybody was in that kind of agreement, you probably wouldn't be getting a divorce in the first place. Well, yes. If I mean, if you're agreeing like that up front, it only takes... <laughs> It only takes maybe a week or two for you to have a disagreement about your agreement. Yeah. I would I would imagine. I would imagine. I mean, it all looks good on paper, but then Bob does this or the ex is dating this guy and they, the the father or the mother thinks that that you know, the person they're dating is is not a good influence for their children and there's some grudges held and then mm -hmm. the next thing you know there's some kind of disagreement which like I said, thank goodness for <laughs> that I didn't have to deal with that. Right, exactly. So apparently there are three topics that come up in a custody hearing, um, and they are sole custody. Sometimes the parent, well, such as yourself, Joe, sometimes the parent solely gets custody, which means you have 100% of the control. You get to make the decision. So on the big topics like school, health, religion, things of that nature, um, 
you know, if you have been granted sole custody, you get the final word on those issues. How has that been in your situation? Well, it's nice, it's nice not to have to answer to somebody else. I guess that's the good part. Well, like I said, and also has a say in religion and schooling, but if she decides not to step up and, you know, take initiative to do it, then I, I'm definitely not going to press her for it. So I don't communicate whether um, my son, he's 23, he's grown, whether he communicates And I seriously doubt my daughters from, and I try to stay out of it. I don't want to um, pressure them one way or another, but it appears that at this point, they're not really up for communicating with her too much either. So, Yeah. The second area is what's called visitation. And I know there are a lot of people who don't even ask for a custody uh, meeting or hearing because they have the fear that the ex is going to have, you know, that they're not going to get any visitation. That, you know, just based on whatever the ex says, if she wants to keep the child away from you, that she has the right to keep the child away from you. So they they don't even bother going to a custody hearing, which is kind of makes me scratch my head. Like, why would you not bother? So what do you think of that? Because there are there are a lot of fearful people out there, especially guys, that they fear that if they rock the boat too much, she is going to take custody away from visitation. I should say away from the dad. Well, I mean, and you know, even you and I did a show about protection orders and everything else, and I had been to court three times previously before we were in accusations a lot. Of you know false uh, d- domestic uh, violence accusations, and a lot of guys are you know taken out of the home or removed from the home um, unjustly. You know uh, when someone claims something, and men I think need to more so stand their ground when it comes to that. And I think men and women, if they want visitation, if they want those rights, if they want that to be honored. Even if it's a battle after the divorce is final and you say, hey, I didn't get the weekend I was supposed to have or whatever, you need to go back to your attorney. You need to always take that interest and, in, in, in sh- you know, be interested in, in your kids and show the courts that, you know, you want to take action. You want to be there for your children. Right. And those guys who are fearful to set up a, a custody hearing, to them I say, do it anyway, that you are wrong. She does not have universal rights to uh, withhold visitation from you. The only two exceptions of that rule, and, and those things need to be proven in court, would be um, you know, child abuse or sexual abuse or drug abuse, things of that nature, where you are an unfit parent. In those instances, the judge can rule against you. But shy of those issues, you have every right to your kid as she does, and she doesn't get to make the rules. So I would say absolutely go ahead and get that hearing date set. And you know what? Not everything on the agreement is going to be to your liking. Maybe some of the things that don't go well with you, maybe you can revisit them at a later date. But at least you have a document in your hand that if things go awry, that you can show um, a law enforcement officer or what have you. You can show them the document that you are well within your legal rights for having visitation be X. You can pull it out of your trunk or I would say keep a separate, you know, an extra one in your car if you can um, because you never know when you're going to need that document. But having that document is very important even if there are a few items on the list that it didn't go your way. What do you think, Joe? Oh, absolutely. I think, and especially for men, and men more so than women, because I think a man needs to be willing, and if, you know, you want to fight for your children, I think you need to be willing that you have to face the fact that you may go to jail. You may have to do that, accept that fact, to stand up for your children. And, like, in my case, I had one incident where my ex-wife just threw a fit, 
and said, I'm leaving with these kids. I, you know, I'm, I'm out of here. And I said, no, you're not taking the at this time of night just because you're upset about something. And I ended up calling the police to the house, and I accepted the fact that she may throw a fit, lie about something, and they want to just pick me up and haul me off. But you have to be willing to accept that, that it may come again, it may turn against you because it happens to a lot of men. But we need to step step up for the children. And this is, of course, before we had any court orders or any any of that nonsense. You know, this is why we were still still married. And uh, yeah, I accepted the fact that hey, this might not go well for me, but I'm going to stand up for my children. Right. And I think if you're in that precarious position, if at all possible, if there's a way that you can record the happenings, either an audio recording or a video recording, that will say a lot later on if, in fact, you do need to appear before the judge or take it further. So, um, yeah, a lot of times the woman is in the wrong and the woman is making um accusations or perhaps the woman is actually physically beating on the guy and you know when the cops show up she says oh it was you know the guy who was beating up on her she turns the tables and unfortunately a lot of uh, people buy into that but if you have the proof otherwise that can definitely help your case you have to disclose to them before you get started that you're recording but once you disclose i would say record that i mean you have an adversarial you know threat in the house and you have to do what you have to do to protect yourself and the kids oh absolutely and, and that's what i ended up doing well first when the, the police did come out for that that uh confrontation between her and I that the police did tell her said you know you're free to leave but we do not see any risk or threat here you're not taking these kids out uh, winter time 30 degrees out they said but you're free to leave the home if you want so that's what she ended up doing that evening and of course I did exactly what you said I had to go to the clerk's office and actually get subpoena paperwork but I subpoenaed a recording of the phone call to the police department oh wow good Yes. Like I say, preparedness never hurts. You know, it could often mean the difference of things going your way or not going your way. So I definitely agree. By the way, if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to The Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about custody issues and what to expect. You're joined by my guest today, Joe Jones of The Men's Advocate East. And we will be taking your calls when we come back from the break. If you have any comments or questions on this topic, call us at 951 922 3532 and again that number is 951-922-3532 we'll catch you right back after the break you've had a long day you just want to escape the world and you know just the place to do it round up your mates and head over to henson brewing company burbank's premier craft brewery quality complexity and always easy to drink we're open now. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Untapped. Henson Brewing Company, Burbank, California. Come as you are. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, real truth about women that'll change your life forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. 
You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host. Today, we're talking about custody issues and what to expect. We are joined by my guest today, Joe Jones of the Men's Advocate East, and you can find him on his Facebook page, and that will lead you to his own personal website. He does uh, consulting um, for men in the area of divorce, men's issues, and of course, like today's topic, child custody issues. He's been through the trenches, and he knows how to get through and how to be successful. So you're not alone, you're not in the dark, and you can reach out for help, and I'm sure Joe can definitely give you some good advice to help uh, you see, ah, can't talk to help um, see you through your particular situation. Um, Before we get back on topic, if you like our show, please show your love. There are many ways you can do so. Listen, call, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. The book, by the way, is called Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women, who will change your life forever. So my my guys tell me that it's a Bible of information and pretty much every scenario that you can think of that you might encounter with women, I translate what's going on for the women and how you can best arm yourself to where you are the alpha dog and not her, right? Without, without the anger, of course. I mean, I still advocate your being a gentleman and being kind. But when you know where she's coming from, it's almost like having that, that magic lock to the key. Things just run a lot more smoothly. So uh, I think a lot of dis- discourse happens when, you know, one, one person thinks the op- opposite sex operates just like they do. And that is anything but the case we are two different genders and mother nature isn't stupid she put two genders here on the planet for a reason and it's to help you know see each other eye to see each other eye to eye and hopefully we can strengthen our strengths and the weaknesses can get better and we can learn from each other and all live much more harmoniously. So get the book. It's called Mastering Women. It's in ebook and also in paperback. So that's waiting for you. Go check it out. Amazon. All right. So let's hop back into today's issue. Um, today's topic, I should say, custody issues and what to expect. Joe, are there any uh, parting uh, tips that you can give to our listeners? Let's say they have a custody hearing themselves coming up. What can they expect? What are some things that you would do again, definitely, and what are some things that the person should avoid? Well, uh, first of all, I would uh, make sure I kept the receipts and documentations of everything. Um, there's nothing better than having actual factual data that you can bring to your attorney, to social workers, anybody that you need to have a meeting with to show that you're doing your part and you are trying to maintain a peaceful and stable home for your children. And that, that's, that's what's like really my biggest savior is, is to, you know, keep any recordings, any documentation, paperwork, receipts, uh, showing that you're uh, being financially responsible, uh, where your bills are paid, your mortgage, your electric bill, uh, groceries, everything. I mean, when my ex-wife started all her nonsense, I completely stopped banking with her, and I kept a separate account from her, and I started making sure that 
the fridge was full of food for the kids. The bills were paid, and I kept receipts of it. And I said, you know, if this is not good enough for you, and you want to file protection orders, you want to do all this this other stuff, that's fine. I'm trying to maintain my home for my children, and you want to be there to support your children as best as possible. Sounds really good. Um, Would you recommend using the services of an attorney? I know a lot of people are fearful of attorneys. Maybe they have this fear that the attorney is speaking over their head, or maybe the attorney is going to cost too much. What would you say to the person who has not yet hired an attorney? Well, you're going to have to. You're going to have to, you you know, to to know the laws, you're going to need an attorney by your side. And my attorney was my saving grace and he is the person that caught my ex-wife basically lying in court, which that basically threw all her credibility out of the window. But yeah. if I had if I hadn't kept documentation, he wouldn't have had anything to go, any ammunition to go at her with. So that mm-hmm. was the whole purpose of keeping everything, because that's where she got caught up lying. But anyway, if he hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have known to do it. You, you have to have some kind of legal representation. There has to be somebody there that knows the law, either borrow money uh take an equity loan do whatever you have to do to come up with some money uh usually sometimes just a retainer is enough to get them started find out what their retainer is and try to find out a track record of of them if you can absolutely those are all really really good tips so is there any recourse process if you end up with uh, an agreement that you know, let's say out of 40 issues, you know, you really can't stand one or two of them. What's the recourse? Can you revisit this topic or, you know, have, I don't know if you've ever been in this position to go back and, and ask for an amendment on certain issues. I haven't. And, you know, it's it's almost like a to me from what I've heard just from rumors, I can't guarantee you in concrete that this is how it is. But it's like buying a used car. It's it's just very difficult. But at any time something comes up, uh, if there is a dire situation now, if you you know if you feel your children are in you know serious threat, you know you need to take action immediately. Call law enforcement, whatever. But to go in and just just ch- change something, it, it's going to take some time. It's going to be some work. That's what I've heard at least. Right. And then you have to say is it even worth it, you know, on whatever that issue is, you have to, to me, what I would do is I would look at the kid's age and, you know, if the kid is already 15 years old, like it's not going to be the end of the world for you to put up with this issue for another three years or what have you. So you have to weigh, is is it worth it? You know, is the disruption to yourself, to your, to your children, to the court system, is it worth going, going through with it? So, I mean, if it's really important, and like I I agree with you as well, if there's any threat to the children, um, their well-being or their safety, absolutely, that you should cause a stink on right away. But outside of that, you know, maybe there are a few things that you really won on and maybe these these one or two issues that you didn't win your case on, you know, maybe you just got to live with it until are out of the house and then they can, you know, the kids can make their own decision uh, on those issues. Oh, ab- absolutely. And then that's where uh, people like yourself or, or I come in handy, where if somebody's not sure about something, they can always come to us and, and, and get some, maybe some information from somebody who's been in that position and had to make decisions. Right. But you have a lot more legal ground and a lot more footing if you do your homework before you even get there. Because, like I say, that way you know what to expect and you have time to call call around to your friends. Like, you know, did this issue ever come up for you? And if so, how did you solve it? So when you're in the middle of it, that's, that's when you should be armed with your uh, information, any receipts, any factual data, like whatever you can present to them to, so to, you know, so to speak, make your case. Um, you know, uh, do all that, that home. I mean, it's just like going to school. Do all the homework before you get there. Don't show up to the final exam and say, oh, yeah, I really know the answer to this question, but, you know, I left it on the kitchen table. You know, it's, it's, you're not going to have 
as much clout doing it that way. And you, you may not get a second chance to revisit that topic. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's the thing, you know, when I was going through my divorce and some of the, the things that were going on, I, I'm like, why is this happening? Uh, and there needs to be people to help us. And that's why I started doing this. Absolutely. All right, Joe, just in closing, if you could kindly just uh, say a few seconds here how people can reach, how you want them to best reach you and what you can offer for them. Uh, we'll take it from there. Yes, uh, you can reach me at my website at themensadvocate.net, similar to yours, Linda, yours.comum.net, or on Facebook if you want to check out some of my posts. It's the uh, Men's Advocate uh, dash East. Okay. All right. So make that happen, guys. We're here. Joe's here to help you. I'm here to help you. You have a lot of resources, and we are here in the trenches for you. Each of us have been through this uh, ordeal ourselves, and we've de dealt with difficult spouses as well. So let's, let's get through this. All right. By the way, I just want to uh, announce to everybody that Henson Brewing Company is now open. We are in Burbank, California. We're open. Our uh, opening hours for now are Thursday through Sunday. So that's Thursday and Friday after work, all day Saturday and Sunday. We'll add more hours and more days as we get busier. Come have a visit. We have excellent British-style uh, beers, which include uh, ales and stouts, porters, IPAs, and, and the like. So visit us. Go look us up on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Untapped, whatever your social media preference is. We're on all of them. And I hope you will visit the Men's Advocate. I mean, I hope you will visit uh, Henson Brewing Company. By the way, we'll see you each and every Wednesday right here, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Men's Advocate Show. Bye for now. Thank you, Joe. Okay,